Rabotai. We're continuing the uh, Limud, the study of the Tariyak Mitzvot, and we're up to 207. And that is the very important law of not to be with a lady who is a Nida. Negative commandment in Parashat Aharemot, source Pasuk, Ve'el Isha Benidat Tumata Lotikrab. That one should not come close uh, to a lady, even if it's his wife, who is Teme'a in the Tumah that's called Nidat, Perikudhet, Pasuk Yutet. Now, from the Torah law, her Nidut lasts for seven days. As the Pasuk says, Shiv'at Yamim Tihyeh Benidata. And then after that, she needs to go to the Mikveh in order to remove the Tum'at Nida. The Gemara's Doresh Tihyeh Benidata. She will remain Nida. Tihyeh Benidata Ad Shetavo Bamayim. Until she goes into the water. Now, the shortage of this mitzvah. Kadosh Baruch Hu obviously wants to keep us away from anything that's contaminated and defiled and all sites of uh, things that are unclean and things that can bring us to damage and, God forbid, harm our health. And the Rav believes that besides the spiritual damage uh, going with the Nida, there's also physical damages on both sides. Now, some of the laws of this very, very... uh, Elaborate halakha, we cannot go through all of them, but we'll just go through the highlights. Halakha writes that even a ketana, a girl that was just born out of the womb, if somehow she sees blood of nida, she is teme'ah. Uh, she doesn't have to have any age, even a one-day-old uh, child. Also, the Torah comes along and says, if a person goes with a shifhakin anit. Shifhakin anit is a quasi full Jew. She converts. And therefore shifhakin anit also has the law of nida. Now we get into the Gemara that discusses what about goyim? If a person, God forbid, goes with a goya. From the Torah law, goyot do not contaminate nida. However, the hachamim came along and put a nida restriction on goyot. The Gemara says that if somebody cohabitates with a goya, he's hayav mishum nashgaz. Mazen nashgaz, nun stands for nida, the shin stands for shifha, the gimal stands for goya, and the zayin stands for zona. So the rabbis put all these restrictions, including nida, on a goya. Now, from the Torah law, a lady just has to count seven days. As long as she's clean by the seventh day, meaning she stops seeing, she can go to the mikveh that night and she's okay. However, Benot Yisrael, the Jewish girls, accepted upon themselves a stringency that even if they see blood, they will always treat it in the most severe way of terms, and therefore count not seven days, but seven clean days. From the Torah law, even if she's seeing all six days, those days count. 
as long as she gets one clean day at the end, she's okay. However, uh, not even a clean day, as long as she stops seeing before she goes to the mikveh. Whereas the ladies accepted upon themselves <clears throat> for whatever reason, in order that they shouldn't get confused with other types of tum'ah, that no matter when a lady sees blood, she will put the full measure of stringency upon themselves and they have to wait seven clean days, that means seven days without seeing anything, before <clears throat> they are able to go uh, to the mikveh. Furthermore, from the Torah law, only blood that comes out of the womb that they feel that there's a hargasha, that makes a lady teme'ah nida. But a stain, for example, they don't feel when it comes out from the Torah law does not render the lady teme'ah. Hachamim added that even if a lady sees a stain, again, without a hargasha, if it's the right color or the wrong color and it's the right size, then the lady also has to keep seven clean days. Of course, there's laws of during the seven clean days, a lady has to make bidikot, has to make internal checkings every day, twice a day. There's also the law that teaches us that not only is the lady forbidden at the time when she's actually nida, but the Torah said that we have to be careful even when we expect her nida to come. <clears throat> That's called the onasim mukhalif vista. The husband also must keep away. We are talking now from the Torah law, which is specifically marital relations, but the Achamim added what's called harhakot, <clears throat> meaning different stringencies in order to distance the husband from the wife, in order they don't come to Isud. For example, one's not allowed to touch his wife, one's not allowed to pass something from hand to hand, etc. The laws of harhakot are well documented in the halakha. Furthermore, the law of the tevilah itself, from the Torah law, the lady, when it comes to nida, must go to the mikveh at night, and therefore, after they count the seven clean days, she goes to the mikveh at night. The laws of nida apply in all places at all times. If somebody transgresses and goes with a lady, that is nida on purpose, <clears throat> already once he enters, even partially, both of them are going to be hayav, karet, the most severe punishment. Shogeg is hayav, hatat. Now if somebody cohabitated with a nida and had a child, normally we say that a child that's born from a relation that is punishable by karet brings mamzer, but not in the case of nida. The kid is not a mamzer, although he is considered a vlad, Pagum, he does have a, uh, a tarnish on his reputation, <clears throat> nothing to do with his fault, but because of the fault of his parents. He's considered a child that is pagum, his lineage is tainted. Now there's a beautiful maharal that I'd like to uh, say at this point. Everybody knows that when Yitzhak Avinu went into his mother's tent, uh, Sarah, she, he brought Rivka into the tent, so the three miracles that happened constantly in Sarah's tent, returned uh, when Rivka entered. Yitzhak then realized that Rivka obviously is a <coughs> great tzaddiket. She has the same qualities of his mother. What were the three miracles? We know. There was a beracha in the candles, that when Sarah would light the nerot, me'erev Shabbat, they would last from Erev Shabbat to Erev Shabbat. They lasted the whole week. The miracle of Hanukkah happened every week in the homes of the 
Avot and Imahot. The second miracle was what? There was a beracha in the dough. <coughs> Just like we learned that when she made the lechem, the lechem, the bread, would stay fresh, just like in the Beit HaMikdash, from week to week, and would not uh, spoil and grow stale. Thirdly, there was a miracle that the cloud of glory, the Shekhinah, rested over the tent of the Avot and Imahot. Says Maharal, beautiful. What is the symbolism between these three miracles that took place <coughs> in the homes of Avotenu ve'imotenu ha'kedoshot? Gemara Mishnah says in Shabbat that there's three primary mitzvot that the ladies must be careful in. <coughs> and that is the law of Nida, Hala, and Adlakataner. And these are the primary mitzvot. And therefore he says, Keneged Adlakataner, we had the miracle of what? That the Nerot of Sarah and the Imaot remained lasting the whole week. And Keneged the mitzvah of Hala, the dough and the bread remain fresh. But he says, those are easy connections. Ner, ner, hala, hala. But where is the ananek kavod, the cloud of glory? Where does that come from? He said, that comes from shemirat nida and tarat mishpacha. That when there is the observance of family purity in the house, that is the cause to bring the shekhinah into the house. And that's what brought that beracha. Uh, 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 the observance strictly of the laws of Nida. And the rabbis tell us, what does it mean, Shekhinah Benehem? In the letter, uh, in the man's name is Ish, he has a Yud, and in the lady's name, Isha has a hair. So they say, Yud ke, to the Ish Isha Shezachu. The question is, Shezachu what? And why specifically is it the Shem Yud hair? I saw Rodav from the Sfarim Kedoshim. It's because when you fulfill Tarat HaMishpacha, you bring the Shekhinah into your house. How? A lady who observes the Tarat HaMishpacha properly and makes the Bidikot, she has to make what's called Hefsek Tahara. That means before she starts counting the seven, she has to establish that she's clean. How does she do that? On the day before she starts counting the seven, before sunset, she makes a internal checking. It's called Hefsek Tahara. That establishes that she stops seeing. The next seven days, she needs to make two bidikot each day, one in the morning and one at night. So altogether, how many internal checks is she making? Fifteen. Fifteen is otiyot yud hair. And therefore, the Gemara is saying, ish ve'isha shezachu, if there's zochet to fulfill the fifteen bidikot of tarat ha'mishpahad, means they're following it properly. Shekhinah binim, and therefore, midah keneged midah, the shem yud keh, comes in. And that's Maral says was the merit of the Imahot that the Shekhinah rested on them, Keneged, the laws of Tarat and If people today want to bring God and blessing into the house, one of the major ways is to observe this. So besides all the other benefits that one gets and all the other troubles that one gets, God forbid, the overriding benefit is that he brings they bring the Shekhinah to dwell amongst them. Baruch Amen. 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 Amen.